Believe it or not, your boys here at Thirst World Problems are going through a third lockdown situation. So that means we're not able to meet here in studio, but that doesn't mean that we're not still working on the pot. One idea that we've stumbled across is we think it would be a lot of fun to go back and listen to one of our interviews of a former guest and then come back and revitalize that with a brand new, fresh interview where you're able to see a little bit of video. You're able to put a name to the face or put a face to the voice. That sounds a lot better, right? You're going to be able to put a face to the voice, and that way you're going to be able to know a little bit of their story going in to this new interview. We're going to start to see what has developed since our initial interview. So some of these interviews go all the way back to season one. So we're going to try and pull back some of these guests from the Wayback Machine and bring them into your lives now at an exciting time and let you know exactly what's kind of developed for them since our initial discussion. One guest that we interviewed back in the day that we just clicked with right away was Eddie Cisnero. He was a New York City doorman turned Arthur. I can't say this word. He was a New York City doorman turned author, and he just has a great energy about him. Super chill, super legit dude. And when last we talked, he was talking about transitioning into a new and exciting role. And we're going to touch base to see if he's uh, made his dreams a reality. And just to check in on friend of the show, Eddie Cisnero. Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Thirst World Problems. Today, we've got Eddie Cisneros. Did I say that right? That's it. That, correct. Yep. All right. Who's joining us? He's written a couple books. He's got some nice experiences from for us. He's from New York. First of all, special, very special guest, right? Very special. Very special very since special. he's, uh, you know, it's almost end of 2017. Nice, nice. Last guest he of did the not, year. He, did not, he didn't have to do this, but, you know, he's making... Uh, he's here. Making he's here, man. And uh, we're very honored for this. Last, Thank, last yeah. guest of the year. Last guest of Let's the year. Let's cheers to that. Let's cheers to that. Thank cheers you, Eddie. The, Thanks for making time Thank in the you, holidays. Yeah. Cheers to that. What All is right. this? What is this before oh, we take this, man? This is, man? You gotta let me know. I don't know what's in there. This is not good. Let's continue on, though. <laughs> what was that? What was in there? It was like orangey, yeah? Yeah, there was some uh, little OJ Shit. in there, yeah. vodka, a little gin. So, so a little mix of everything, I guess, right? There you go, man. Kind of like New York, yeah? A little eh? mix of what's left in the cupboard, then. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our New York shot, a little right. mix of everything. All right, clear it out, <laughs> clear it out. All right. So, Eddie, New York's got a reputation for being just, like, having some, like, mean characters or being unfriendly anyways, right? Yeah, I guess so. We, we do get the bad rap. It's weird because, um, you know, like, like I recently was out, like, like, in San Antonio, and I've traveled out to North Carolina, and it's just, like, everyone is just so polite over there. So it's crazy because you, you kind of – you're not used to that, man. It's, it's like, yeah, you know, we get the bad rap. Everyone's always on edge. Everyone has an attitude. I mean, they give you attitude when you ask someone for the time around here sometimes. <laughs> so can you give us a, a mean New York story? Jeez, oh, a mean New York story. Uh, um, I mean, there's there are several. I mean, it, it depends on on what levels. I mean, uh, you just like I said, you got a lot of people that just sometimes just, I guess, just flat out rude. I mean, you know, it's like I said, everyone for some reason they just they're in a hurry to get to the corner store. You know, <laughs> how about something you've been involved with? You know, it's weird uh, because um, I work uh, Apart from trying to trying to get my book out, I work as a as a doorman, so I'm I'm in a residential building, and I mean, uh, I've seen 
tumultuous stories of just people, just the way they act, stuff they say. Um, one particular, I mean, I you know, one particular story that I remember is I had this one particular lady in my building, and for whatever reason, I, I worked at night shift, so she's constantly just always wanting to talk to me and just telling me these, just, you know, stuff that I'm, like, basically looking at my watch, like, you know, I just want to get the hell out of it. I want to go home. And, <laughs> and she's going on and about this story about um how back in the days when she was younger, she lived out in Harlem or, or what was called, what's, what's called, like, the barrio for us, and, you know, in Spanish. Mm. And so it, it's, um, and, uh, and and she's, she's going on and on and telling me how uh, she remembers uh, there was a Spanish family that lived across the street and the father was always a hard worker and, and again, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, yo, I just want to get the hell out of here. And she's going on and on. And then she says, and I remember they had two daughters. And um, I, I, they were always pregnant. So I know they were Puerto Rican. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, you know, so she's going on with that story. And that last bit kind of just, it took a while for me to register. And I'm like, what? You know, I, I couldn't even believe what I, th- what I just heard. But And she said it so nonchalant. So I guess it's just, you know, it's just the character and the nature of certain people, man. And that's just one of those things where you have to keep your cool regardless of like what craziness someone says to you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, man. Have you lived uh you've lived in Queens all your life, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh I was I think uh, I was born in Brooklyn for like half a year and then that was it. Then we all I was moved to Queens and I've been here ever since. So like from throughout the years that you've lived in there, like um I'm assuming you've seen such an evolution uh changing throughout the neighborhood from uh, you know, from I guess like music standpoint to even just just culturally, like um, I'm pretty sure you've seen a lot of change. Um, like, what's one thing that you've noticed uh, a big change for you there? Um, living here, um, it's you know what I, I think I, it's it's the 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 types of people I guess. I mean, uh, I've seen a, a lot of like uh, influence. Uh, you had a lot of Italian families back in the days, and then you had a lot of Spanish families. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's it's you know it's it's it shifts uh, like from from time to time like every six seven years or so it just kind of shifts. So I, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Uh, you see a lot of uh, certain races and stuff like that. They all move out and other ones come in. But you know you, you do what you got to do, man. So who's your uh, be here? Who's your favorite uh, rapper out of New York? Rapper out of New York, man. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of old school. Um, I I. I kind of like i i would say 50 cent i like 50 cent yeah. but uh like i said i'm old school back in the days listening to guys like mob deep yeah. and uh and nas and stuff like that that's definitely someone that represents queen so it's ridiculous how many legendary names just come out of new york when you mention rap like it's just it's the mecca oh, definitely. Of, definitely it's ridiculous and, you know, it's weird uh because you gotta like i said being from queens uh a lot of people will always argue. Uh, people from the Bronx will all, will argue, you know, that that days were pretty much what hip hop started. But the Bronx has uh, some heavyweights over there also. So, well, speaking of New York rappers, like, have you guys heard about the like Jay Z's newest thing here right now? That uh, that music video he did, right? Family no, Feud. No, I haven't Feud. heard about this. Okay, so basically, it's like uh, it's like, <laughs> it's like him going to like church, going to like confessional, and Beyonce's the I, I don't know. what priest or whatever like he's confessing to beyonce all his sins and stuff he's walking in there of like blue ivy and so he's it's like a whole family affair of basically him coming clean on air like in front of everyone <laughs> what do you mean coming clean about like the whole affair and cheating on beyonce oh yeah shit he was on his album about everything yeah yeah wow. like just super crazy super deep and i'm just like 
could you imagine first of all like imagine you had your indiscretion and then like someone finds out about that and like just just your indiscretion like having to come clean to like your family your friends or whatever it is but now you got a guy like this who's got to come clean to like the entire world and do shit like this where he's got a I don't know, man. It just seemed it seemed extreme to me, man. I think a true New that's, that's New Yorker would. Money, sorry, sorry, say that again, Eddie. I said that's just people with money. I, you know, if I try to pull off that shit, forget it. That's exactly it. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, I was gonna say a true New Yorker would deny it till the day they die. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right. Look at that. Like I don't know. Like you really think that you could come clean with something like that in front of? Like everybody. Well, think about think about the video, right? Like you have guys like Michael B. Jordan in it. Hey, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna put you in this video of me confessing that I messed up. Well, that's the yeah, other I'm thing. I'm in. <laughs> well, well, that's the other thing. Like it's yeah. superstar studded too. Yeah. So like, like I'm wondering. They kind of want to dilute it, right? Well, first of all, now I'm even wondering if this even happened. If it was just a publicity stunt, man. For sure, man. Like everything's a publicity stunt. You're not gonna get. You're you're supposed to be doing this thing. It's supposed to be like honest and soulful and coming from the heart. And you're including, like like you said, you're including just a bunch of different actors and actresses in this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like a stunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it comes off like that. But, I, again, I think it's with money, man. I, what is it, uh, years ago, what is it, uh, when, uh, when Kobe Bryant got caught out there? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's such a big celebrity that, you know, he apologized to his wife. And then he puts, like, a, like a what, a ten, uh, some ridiculous, like, $10 million ring on a thing. And, of course, he stays with him. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> then he dropped 81 points. For sure, he's not guilty, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And he messed with some some like plain Jane chick from like Colorado or yeah, something man. like that. <laughs> is, there, is there such a good? Is there such a thing as a good looking person from Colorado? I don't know, man. <laughs> Please send your pics in there. <laughs> send your pics in. <laughs> send your pics in Colorado girls. Thirst will props. We need to know. Eddie wants to know too. <clears throat> Eddie, let's talk about uh, how many how many books have you published? Um, right now, I'm, I'm I'm working on the the one that I have. Um, I do have I've written a couple of stuff. I have some some screenplays and stuff like that. But oh, the, nice. the main published uh, book that I have right now it's called um, Hispanicus: The Apostate Life of Antonio Pintero. Wow, that's pretty deep. That's a that's a deep uh, intro. B, did you get the title of that book? You I want got to just it. Read that back for us. You read it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see that title one yeah, more time? Lengthy. It's pretty lengthy. <laughs> one more time. Uh, it's a Hispanicus, the apostate life of Antonio Pintero. Antonio Pintero. Hispanicus, Hispanicus the apostate life of Antonio Pintero. I got it. You got it? I got it, I think I'm still lost. No, I got it, man. So like, uh, maybe give us a little breakdown of this book if you, without uh, kind of ruining it here. Sure. Um, uh, well, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be a series. It's, uh, the first one dropped out. It came out in August. Uh, the second one should be coming out um, sometime, hopefully, in for the new year, maybe middle January, if not uh, middle February. And uh, basically, it's a, it's a fictional story about this drug dealer from the Bronx who, as an adult, he's retelling his life story. And he's kind of gotten to a point where he wants to make, uh, you know, he's, he's, I guess, a change of heart. And he's trying to right certain things wrong before something bad happens to him. Wow, that's very nice. How long does something like that take when you, you know, decide to write and, you know, it just comes off the mind? You know what? Working on this one, it took uh, it took several years. I mean, piecing stuff together, mm-hmm. and then I mean, uh, you know, it, it's the whole writing process is is so lengthy. I mean, between writing and then you rewriting and going back and forth and changing stuff, and and then basically that has nothing even to do once once you finish it and start trying to pitch it. So it it takes it takes several years. And um, is is the book out already? 
Uh, yes, it is actually. It's uh, it's available on Amazon, uh, on Barnes Noble online, and through my uh, I guess directly through my publisher, which is uh, PrintHouseBooks.com. So I can get this on Amazon Prime. Get it in two days. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. If, yeah. They, if they do what they say they're supposed to do, yeah. <laughs> they haven't failed me yet. So where'd you get the inspiration for this book? Exactly what I was thinking. You know, it, it's funny because uh, again, like you know, and I stress to everyone because a lot of people have asked me, you know, uh, I guess when they read the book uh, that it's it's very, you know, it's that visual. So a lot of people kind of like always hinting at me, you know. So so tell us, you know, how, how'd you how'd you come about about you know how you do this? And I guess they're they're trying to hint at whether or not it's something real. And and basically, you know, it's not an autobiography at all. Definitely not. It is a fictional story. But I mean, um, I guess one of the the one things that have always stuck with me uh, when I was taking some writing classes years ago was. A lot of times, you know, your best writing comes from what you know. So granted, with that, um, bundled with my imagination like that, I created this story and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I kind of maybe take little bits and pieces of people that I grew up with and stuff like that. But by no means is it based on actual facts and someone that I know, somebody that lives next door or something like that. Oh, good. That's a good dis- good disclaimer to get out there right away. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> like how many... Names how... have been changed. How many phone calls did you get from, <laughs> from the old crew? We're just being like, hey, man. You... Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for somebody to call me one day like, Yo, why are you talking shit, man? <laughs> so how about, uh, how about your day-to-day job? Does that... Um... Does that kind of give you some insight? And because obviously you see many people daily, you probably talk to a lot of people, right? Maybe you're initiating it, maybe they are. Are there certain things there that you use for inspiration that you see day to day that that help you do something like writing, for example? Well, you know, the, the funny the, the funny thing with that is that again, I mean, I, I do work as a doorman, and um, I I did actually write a book, and um, I I used to write for a, a real estate website. Which uh, I went under the pseudonym of Open the Door Hyphen Man, which you know now it's no secret. But um, and basically, what I did was I was writing stories coming from the side of a doorman, what we see, and I ended up writing a book about that, which is called Opening Doors: A New York City Doorman's Secrets and Stories. And these were actual; these are actual stories that have happened at oh. my job in the last twenty something years that I've worked there. But again, I've I've changed names, and you know it is what it is. I used to kind of hit it. I used to hide it and stuff like that, but you know it's out the bag now. I mean, okay. you know, it is is there, get a sample. Can you give us there, a sample story here? A sample Just to get story. Because you're, you're, I'm interested well, it, in that it, right now. In general, I, I mean, like, like I said, I, I guess you know I've always said that you know that kind of job it entails. We're like the proverbial three, you know, three monkeys: uh, see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil. So I've had literally people like. Um, you know, a girlfriend's out of town, her boyfriend comes in with two other guys and some other chick and paying me off, telling me basically I didn't see anything. You know, stuff like that. Uh, uh, years ago, I, I had this uh, this uh, dealer, if you want to say, and I kind of hooked up with him and, and, and did my own thing. Uh, I kind of sold certain things out of the, my back closet and, you know, people would come up to me asking me for dry cleaning and it was really asking for something else. <laughs> like working as like like working as a doorman type thing, like at the same time. Yes, definitely, definitely. Oh man! Yes. That, Did they pay suit, you though? In my suit, yes, in my suit and everything. Man. Exclusives right there again on the Thirst there World Pod. Did yes. they Did they pay you good on the side? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I did it. I did all right. Uh, it was just. Um, like I said, I mean, you know, when I when I started doing stuff like that, I, I it was young. I was still in my twenties and stuff like that. But again, I mean, 
you know, that kind of a job, forget it. I mean, he's like, it's way better now. Yeah, the stuff that I've seen, I mean, the stuff that I've heard, I mean, and again, it's, it's, you, you hear Kong, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And a lot of times you just gotta, you know, if I hear comments and stuff like that, I mean, I, I'm at a point where I just let, you know, stuff like that just roll off my shoulder now. I mean, it's like, you know, it is what it is, man. But, you know, being in that kind of a position, um, I, I've always explained to people like where, whereas on the outside world, you know, someone knows someone as Dr. Johnson, let's just say when they come home, you know, even though he does have that title, I know him as Bill or something like that. You exactly. know what I mean? So it's exactly, like, yeah. I know these people on a personal level and, and they divulge certain stuff with you. They talk with you and they confide in you, but you know, so how's so it? So how's a conversation like that go to, uh, to 19, 20, whatever you were when you were saying, and how does that, how does that person approach you or try to get you to do that? Is it something that you, you easily kind of were like, okay, yeah, whatever, it'll be easy money on the side, or were you kind of like, hey, you know, I don't really want to do this type thing, and then they kind of showed you what you could, like, how does that conversation go? Well, with, with the the one particular person, like I said, in the, in the book, um, I uh, basically described as just a pusher, man, and and, and um, it was, again, I, I was working part-time uh, nights, and uh, with, with this particular gentleman, I mean, it was just always every day there was just always so many different characters coming in and they had these weird names like you know people like like captain howdy and, and this <laughs> and that, you know it's just weird names and, and the things that you knew they would come in and then they would leave with duffel bags or or sometimes they would leave at the desk a, an envelope and you know to give this to, to, to you know to push a man and it was just a you could tell it was just a stack of, of bills inside an envelope and stuff like that so i mean you know again i'm working part-time i'm trying to make ends meet and you know, just one day, I, I just kind of approached him, and I was like, listen, oh, man. There you go. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I, I'd known him for so many years now, so I was just like, listen, you know, I, I need to make a little extra money. You know, what can I do? And he looked at me, and he didn't say a word to me. He just left, and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I think I messed this up, man. And sure enough, he comes downstairs. He knocks on my door, and he gives me a little, a little like, half ounce of uh, some good stuff there, and I took it <laughs> home. And all I know remember was that, you know, I tell people a story that, I tried it just to see what it was about, and uh, my wife found me uh, the next morning in my underwear on the on the my, my legs draped over the couch. So I was I was mess. I you was were a mess. Feeling it, you were feeling it. Yeah, man, I knew it was good stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the only reason you uh, you agreed to uh, help this guy out? Is because you realized that the product was uh, so nice? Like, uh, were you a discerning uh, customer? He was being used behind the product, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, something well, you yeah, could believe you know, it. I know he had some good stuff. I mean, with all the people walking in and out, I mean, I'm pretty sure. But he kept it keep, he kept it cool. I mean, he never really did much business as far as where I worked. He always kept another apartment, which later on, again, when, when I started doing that kind of stuff, I mean, you know, he, he kind of uh, he kind of uh, confided with me and it took me to his other apartment. And there's where the real deal was. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like a movie or something like that. So I kind of, <laughs> those little stuff like that, I guess, helped, you know, for my book when I'm writing, man. So I guess I guess just as interesting as how you got in, man. Like how do you how do you back out of something like that? Because, I mean, any one of us could probably scroll through their phones and there's some questionable characters or people who've got uh, some things in their past there. And a lot of times it's hard to get out of that smack. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> I talk about your name in my phone. No, quick and easy, man. I, I, I again, I was working part time and and the full time guy ends up calling me one day. It was like middle of the week and he tells me, yo. Did you hear what happened? I'm like, no, man, what's going on? He was like, we had cops run into the building. We had DEA uh, 
So I, it was all kinds of agencies. Wow. I mean, everyone from anyone came up there, and yeah, he ended up, yeah, you know, my uh, my friend ended up getting knocked up. So that was that's pretty much it, man. Like the business that I thought I was gonna, you know, become this big kind of big time man or something like that lasted for like two months. <laughs> did you like at the time? Did you think like, oh, did I did I say something? Like, did I <laughs> did I say something wrong to somebody? Did I slip that out or? Like, were you paranoid no, I mean, or anything? I, I, I know, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I guess, you know, to me, it was, I guess, he was just pretty much that that big that I, I kind of actually was getting a little nervous because, you know, you think, uh, you know, stuff like that, when when, when you do those, you know, you're dealing those kind of drugs and stuff like that. Uh, if they are watching you, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they, they don't jump on you immediately. They, they let you do what you got to do. So I was kind of getting nervous because I know he kept books. And I'm pretty sure he kept books of people, you know, money that people owed him. I'm pretty sure I was in that book, so I was just more concerned, like, oh, man, damn, I'm a part-time doorman. I'm going to get busted now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So when he got when he got pinched and your buddy's telling you this on the phone, like, aren't you worried that uh, <laughs> that this guy's going to drop names or they the DEA might have some more information on, like... Well, that's that's what it was. Like I said, I was I was nervous because I was like, man, yo, I'm, I'm like, you know, this is my job, man. I'm trying to make some money here, and it's going to be embarrassing. I'm going to go to work one day, and... Cops are gonna pull me out of the lobby or something in handcuffs, man. But, but you know the you know the 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 main guy, man. He was pretty stand up, man. He 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 was a pro, pro, I guess, at it. So you know he did what he had to do. They locked him up, and it was it was weird. I saw him like a couple of years later on, and he walked by the building like nothing, man. So <laughs> I guess, did he know. say what's <laughs> up or what? Yeah, we we talked for a few and stuff like that. But you know we we kept it on on a. On pretty PC type conversation, we didn't really divulge anything like that, and that was it, man. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. You mentioned that um, you wrote a few uh, screenplays. Um, anything that you can, uh, you know, give us some info on that? Uh sure. I mean, uh, um, it, it was actually two screenplays that I that I wrote. Uh, I was been trying to like push them here and there, but nothing ever came out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, both actually, it's it's, uh, it's it's called Ben, and then it was Ben Two, as a sequel. It's pretty much about these. Uh, a detective, New York City homicide detective, uh, trying to track down a serial killer in New York. Those are probably my favorite type of movies. Like, I love the, like homicide stuff. I love like if it's a movie or a show. Like, those we're getting like, it. We're getting it right from the source right yeah, now. I oh man, I'm all I'm all in. If you can get the green light on that, I'm all in. You like cop movies? I like homicide movies. Like I like stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just something like you try to figure out like what's wrong with you, man. What do you mean? <laughs> it's New York. That's how it is, man. No, like I, I like movies like that. Like uh, they should, they should make more homicide. They're interesting, right? There's like fear and like. It whatever, makes you right? think, right? Yeah. Like it makes you think what goes on with these people that, you know, who's behind. They're not all lying, those. right? Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see they're that. not lying. What yeah, they, there's, there's a reason behind it, right? Well, and so then the seat. It's always been a fascination. I mean, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I read, I once read. Uh, there was like this quote, and it was pretty cool because it stuck with me. It was like. Um, a fear or a belief in a supernatural force of evil isn't necessary for man alone is quite capable of every wickedness. And I guess when you look at that aspect, man, mentally, I think people are just, they have the capacity to do so much, man. And it's just, it's pretty scary. Like one person that, yeah, exactly. Like one person has, they don't realize how much good or evil, right? Good or big difference, good or evil that someone can do. Right. For example, yeah, much. like look at the Vegas shooting, right? That's one person That's one doing guy, all yeah. that. It's man. one person. It's say fifty people are hurt. It's five family members. It's 
you know, five cousins branching off. It, it expands, just keeps going. Yeah, right. It's one person, and that Shocking. you might you might have affected five thousand plus people in that one exactly, attack. Right? right. Plus, psychologically, around the world, you're looking at people is just it's crazy. Or even right? vice versa, right? Like like the like a good like you do one good thing for that one person that expands to everything. Can else. you uh, can we can we get that quote one more time out here? I want to hear that uh, one more time. I believe that's the way it went. It was, uh, it was uh, a belief in a supernatural source of evil isn't quite necessary for man alone. No, uh, uh, I'm sorry. A, a belief in a supernatural source of evil isn't necessary for man alone is quite capable of every wickedness. Oh, man. Eddie, if you ever get the green light, I just, I just want one role. I don't care if it's small or big. I just want to be part of so, it. Just even a walk-on, right? <laughs> I just want to walk on. Yeah, give me. <laughs> what would your ideal role be in a movie? Me? I don't know, man. My wife's always said that I have this look like uh, I could be, I could play a bad guy, but I'd be like those typical bad guys, like, like you know, they're like the the henchmen that work for like the main bad guy, and they they never say anything, and then and then when 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 the guy's like kicking ass and everything, I I'll crack my knuckles and act like I'm gonna do something, and I'll probably get slapped up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd what be ab- my claim to fame in the movie. <laughs> you know what, I said? what about you, Nick? What would the role be for you? I think I would like to be. Uh, like, depends on what. Depends on. Uh, are we talking about this movie? Like, well, we're talking about Ben. Think. Of, just put yourself in like a role that you'd like to play. I feel like I would. Uh, I'd probably be like a. Uh, you know, just a silly dude, like that no one takes seriously, but uh, I look very serious. <laughs> I think that's the what. Stoner. It would be. The yeah, exactly. I'd be that. <laughs> there you go. Like Brad Pitt in uh, True Romance. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But hey, man, if uh, if we ever get a role in uh, this movie here, I think uh, I think I could pull it off. What about you, B? What would you be? What like, role would you like to play for anything? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Probably some kind of criminal or something. To be honest, like that's not something you really like get to live. Right? You look too like, nice to be a criminal. Well, that's why it's a role in the movie, right? That's why it's fantasy, right? Uh, but still, it's not believable. You gotta, you gotta believe it. Okay, so what would you believe? Uh, you'd be no, good, you'd I be don't good, need to believe it. You'd be a good cab driver, and uh, oh, <laughs> you'd be a good cab driver. I'll do it, oh. NYC. Put me in those lights. <laughs> no, I'll I didn't say it. NYC. I just put me in like, the lights. Like put me in the lights. All I gotta say, put me in the lights. Like an Uber driver. No, you're not. You're put not me in the lights. NYC. Put me in the lights. You're not cable doing cab. Uber driver, Rod. Your own vehicle. What are you saying about Uber drivers? <laughs> I'm just saying it's your own vehicle, you know. They're people too, man. Sure they are. You're the real criminal here, man. Yeah, that's why it's, <laughs> I'm perfect for the role. Um, what else we got uh, here? <laughs> what else have we got here, Bell? <laughs> Do we got questions for the man? We've always we've always got a few questions, but let's let's get into a, a thirst world trademark question here. Okay, Eddie, we we need a drunken story from you, Eddie. You must hey, have a man. few of those. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think one that always stands out, man, and it, it wasn't it wasn't my my highest uh, point in life. Damn, I think uh, at a friend's house, got trashed. I don't know uh, what the hell happened, but uh, basically, I got home, and then, you know it's it's messed up because when, when you're drinking and stuff like that, and the ride home, you're fine. When you get home, that's when everything just starts to spin. Once you get on your bed, and, uh, you're done. Yeah, I'm in my bed and stuff like that, and at that point, I know. Uh, there was like this dress up. It's actually pertains for it's for my wife. Um, <laughs> in the middle of the night, I, I had to wake up. I mean, I, I had to throw up. I mean, it was just a, a wrap. So I, I yeah, proceeded to just sit at the edge of the bed and I pulled the dress around and it had to be a, a, a drawer with panties and bras and stuff. Yeah. No, but listen, let me tell you something. For someone that was drunk, is that how you feel about her panties? panties? 
I threw no, I threw everything out of it. I, 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 I threw all stuff out. So I, I, you know, as drunk as I was, I was still weary of what the hell I was doing. And then I just proceeded to throw up in the drawer and I put it back. <laughs> did you wash them after? Or did you like? <laughs> no, man. No, I, I, well, when you woke down, up, when you were, when you were, when you were proper, like, did you, did you think about that, or were you just like, okay, hey, whatever? Were you able to clean it up before she found out? Exactly. That's the. No, no, no. I mean, when when this is going on, I I literally remember her in the background and she's screaming, "What the fuck?" Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that, yeah, that was that wasn't a good point in my life, man. You did this on purpose. <laughs> you could have done this in my sock drawer. <laughs> or one of his own drawers. <laughs> no, he's not gonna throw I think, yeah, I think she was more pissed off at that. Like, you know, why couldn't you just do it? You know, with one of your own shit, man. <laughs> yeah. I try to ruin my own shit. That's right, man. Let's get those questions going, man. All right, Eddie, we got a series of questions here. We call it the gauntlet here. So we're gonna run you through the gauntlet. It's just quick, rapid fire questions. Just answer with the first thing that pops to mind. Cool, cool. <laughs> What was what's, what's been one of your proudest moments? Proudest moments, uh, being a father, man. Nice. How many how many kids uh, do you have? I have two. They oh. they grown now. So now now yeah now I don't, now I don't like them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite drink? My favorite drink, man. Uh, as far as alcohol or? Yeah, man. I mean, we'll we'll take oh, that. No, we'll take I, one I of each. I'm a tequila man. A tequila man, eh? That's... I guess that's what... your favorite shot too. What type of tequila? Um, I I, I like a Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo. Oh. What's yeah. a good? Uh, what's that a good? Bl- what's that a... makes me black out. <laughs> <laughs> or puke in panty drawers, man. Throwing up in your in panty drawers. <laughs> <laughs> what's a good uh, tequila mixed drink? I feel like there's not. Uh, there's videos. no such thing, man. Is there such a thing? I don't think be. there really is. I mean, unless, unless you're making a margarita, but I'm not much uh, on like the fruity Or bulldog, stuff. maybe a bulldog. Hmm. Isn't that a margarita just with uh, Corona? Yeah. Like <laughs> 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 there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I like fucking margaritas. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure song of yours? A guilty pleasure song of mine. Jeez. Can I answer this for him? It's a 50 cent track. No, it's got to be one that like his face turns red when like uh, someone catches him singing this. Uh-uh. Man. I, you know what like, sucks, man? Because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, like a, an '80s child, man. So, uh, you know, it's I, I guess Dirk Hammersaw. I guess what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think who uh, who sings it. And it's weird because he's, it's sung in German or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, just give us a few bars of that. Then. <laughs> what about you, B? What, what's your track? Uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't name shit off the top of my head like that. Oh, man. man. I what about you? I gotta, oh. you I gotta hit the shuffle, and if it comes on, you know, Stand you do what, what, you, you, do what you gotta do. But what about I you, Bill? Oh, I'm, I'm on my Bieber right now, man. Bieber? Mine's Ooh. New Kids on the Block, wow. step by step. <laughs> step by step, New Kids on the Block. Let's hit oh, it. Go. <laughs> yeah, Literally, geez, there it is. <laughs> okay, Fred or Barney, Eddie? Fred or Barney? Fred or Barney, uh, Fred. Fred Flintstone. Cut off your fingers or two of a stranger? Oh, man. If we're talking about serial killer, then I, <laughs> so, someone's got to go. Someone's fingers are missing, man. <laughs> yeah. no, someone's got to go. All right. Man, oh. I can't do anything, man. <laughs> if you were given a hall pass, would you use it? 
Nah, I keep it. I and then sell it to someone else. And use it. <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> a Rod or Piazza? No, Jeter or uh, Mike Piazza. Oh, I'm Piazza, man. There Fuck we go. <laughs> <laughs> just testing you. Just testing you. What's a celebrity crush you had growing up? A celebrity, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie. really? Eh? I think she's still hot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What do you think about uh, Diddy getting involved here and trying to buy the Carolina Panthers? You know what, man? Hey, listen, man, more props to you, man. I mean, it just sucks again. It's just people with millions, man. They don't know what the fuck to do with it, man. It's like, <laughs> yo, just buy some of my books, man. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You heard that, yeah. Diddy. <laughs> buy my shirt, too. Put that quantity to 1000 on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a coupon code. What's one thing you would never do? One thing I would never do. Oh no! Oh, thing I would never do. Maybe I don't know. Streak. <laughs> Unless I get drunk enough, man. And then, then, then I think everything. And then everything's you know it's all open. Then. What about you, Bill? One thing I would never do: snitch. Yeah right. Good one. Good one. Yeah right. Yeah right. Snitch win in 2017 because you already done that numerous times. <laughs> Next question. You got me all twisted up now, man. Uh, if you could feed one person to an alligator, who would it be? Jeter. It's got to be Donald Trump, man. No, it's got to be Jeter. It's got to yeah. be Trump. He said Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, there's several people on the list at my job, man. I think they all should oh, go. There you go. There you go. Nice, nice. Especially, especially this one. She's a she's she calls herself a doctor, but she's a physician assistant. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, doctor. I love that. Yes, doctor. Plastered on a on a fucking Porsche Cayenne. Man. Are you serious right now? That's yeah. the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Are you joking? Oh my goodness! You can go quick. <laughs> Yo, can you take a picture of that for us so we can like just blast yeah, that I, on uh, our yeah. my Instagram, please, please? Please, next time you get get in there, please take a picture of that. <laughs> my my Instagram followers are just uh, filled with a bunch of haters, so I'm willing to uh, post that up, and we all hate. What else we got? Last one. Last one. Okay, I no can't use that one. I'll get him in trouble with his wife. Okay. Oh, okay, let's let's do this one then. Let's I kind of want to hear this one. No, yeah, no, you go well, back. No, no, rewind, no. rewind. What's the mo- most romantic thing you've ever done? Most What's romantic? the ro- most? Ro- oh man, you know what? Um, when I got married, uh, a year uh, anniversary, I actually uh, so we had this particular song that we danced to uh, at the wedding, and uh, on the anniversary, I actually brought my wife back to the reception hall, and we were just alone in the scene. You know, it was just. I just played it off like, oh, I just wanted to, you know, come by and say something to someone real quick. And I actually had the tape and I popped in the cassette and I played the the same song that we danced to at our wedding. And, you know, it was just us two in the room by ourselves dancing. That's, that's amazing. Really that's, that's, that's really yeah, that's dope. That's dope. What was the song? Now, I don't want to kill it here. Was it Mob Deep Track? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? It's not, now that I can't even remember the it's, uh, it's, uh, it's actually um, Force MDs, I believe they uh, I'm trying to think of the song. I know it's uh, Force MDs. Uh, it's a slow song too. Oh, okay, okay, nice man. That's Tend that's actually love. very good. Tend Tend love. Force MDs tend to love. Mad props to you, man. On that, yeah, one. that. That's, getting some that's, ideas over you. Am I getting and, some and ideas? After that, after that, no, that, uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna. Not, not being a romantic. 
I'm going to do the same thing, but play uh, my cassette tape of Hell on Earth and put that nice. on track. <laughs> Blast some that. Some Manson or something. <laughs> yeah, some Mob Deep Hell on <laughs> Earth, man. <laughs> nice, man. Nice, nice. So uh, for one last time, could you just do, uh, do a little plug and uh, where could people follow you and uh, you know where could they purchase your books? Because I know I'm definitely going to get one. I know uh, Bell and B are going to get one as well as the doc who's not here. He's on paternity leave. <laughs> he's not here. So he's going yeah, to get one as well. So just give us a little plug here before we kind of uh, do a little send off. Uh, definitely, man. So the so book is um, Hispanicus, The Apostate Life of Antonio Pintero. Um, it's available on Amazon, uh, print, uh, or you can directly from my by your publisher, PrinthouseBooks.com. Uh, they can also get it on Barnes and Noble online. And I'm actually uh, active on Twitter at Eddie C Author. <clears throat> Very nice, nervous. We gotta definitely follow you on that one. Uh, thank you, man, for uh, giving us some time for you know ending 2017, man. Uh, we've had a blast. Uh, definitely would love for you to come back on to the show. You know, speak some more. Uh, speak some more stuff and uh yeah thank you so much for the evening my friend thanks man man. thank you guys man keep drinking oh you know we will have a good end to the year bud thanks for listening to the thirst world problems podcast for more exclusive content follow us on instagram at thirst world pod make sure to subscribe like and share